Um, okay, so we're going to do a caller right okay, now. Okay, great. This is wow. a little different. This is, um, for a while now, we've been doing this for about six months, and every call has been something to do with either relationships, love, or but now we are actually kind of, ex- we've expanded it. So now we are doing relationships, not just romantic relationships, but all types of relationships, whether it's with Great. family or That's good. coworkers. So you are our guinea pig. This is the first time we are going to try a call um, with something other than romantic relationship. And let's see. Oh, I'm um, Oh. Oh, guys, Sim keep talking. I'll cut this part okay. out. Cut it, okay. cut it, cut it. Yeah, keep going. You don't have to cut it out necessarily. No, no, no. Sim, keep, we, just keep talking Sim, while I fix this part. our listeners want to hear how you fuck up all the time. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a running. I, I, I thought I was going to talk way more about my sex life than this. And I, I totally, <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. We've I did. been trying to, like, I don't know. To calm down on the sex life. A little talk. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Have we been, I don't know if it's actually been conscious. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You can only focus <laughs> yeah, on one thing. Focusing on getting that. Yeah, that's good. But um, do you want to talk about your sex life? Let's talk about your sex life. Oh, uh, we, okay. We, we, um, uh, how often do you like to have sex, James Gunn? Uh, <laughs> in a in a long term relationship, every other day, I, th- I find it. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's always a day, every day, and then it's maybe a couple times a day, and then it's. Well, Every other that's day. a lot, though. You're directing a movie. I mean, I'm just well, saying, I don't, I can't, day, yeah. I like, mean, my, well, my girlfriend's shooting a TV show in Memphis right now, so I can't, uh, can't do that. Well, I, I guess I could, but I, I couldn't uh, do it and, and feel good about myself because I'd be having sex with people other than my, my, my girlfriend. Do you ever feel guilty if you've gone? Because I, because we talk a bit about on our podcast about how, um, like, there's a different kind of sexual pressure put on men. Of course, I mean, it's just different. It's just different, but. Um, but do you ever feel like uh, if you don't have sex, if you're, I don't know, if you don't have like, a, if you're not like all over your girlfriends that, I don't know, that you feel less yeah. Of like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't have sex and then you feel like you're not that. Well, yeah, because we talk about this as like how I have a lot of friends, female friends that feel kind of blue when they're, if they have a higher sex drive than they're husbands or boyfriends i actually i think that's pretty common thing i think so too but we never talk about it and also it's like it's always like one or the other is going to have a higher sex drive right so it's always it's you know it's very like every other aspect of life i think it's uncommon that you're going to be exactly evenly matched um and not only that even if you have exactly the same sex drive there's going to be times when either one of you want to have sex and the other one doesn't and so that's going to be a problem but I do think that for a man, and for a man, it's, I don't want to say it's more difficult than a woman, but there's certain, you know, physical sure. demands on a man that are, that are, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta right. perform. You gotta and perform. That's a lot of. It's, you gotta get the blood pumping. Yeah. yeah. So that, that can be a difficult thing. But I think I, I it's unfortunate that we don't talk about it, um, as much as we should, because I think that. It makes both parties feel bad when there's a, a the societal expectation of a man supposedly, you know, in a woman like, you know, the old sort of standby of like yeah. what you see in the sitcoms back in the day of like a man like, ah, I want to have sex with you. And she's like, oh, I have a headache. And you sort of internalize that. At that's a, what you think it's supposed to be. Right. Yes. And, I, and you, like totally. I think that's totally true. So you think that you're a failure either as a man or as a woman right. when it is the other way around, which is right. just as likely to be as the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I we're, we're gonna start the the hashtag. I don't even know what a hashtag. hashtag. I don't even fucking know what a hashtag is. I don't know what a hashtag discussion is. I don't understand <laughs> what the thing is. But I, and I also think that does a spiral. That's a spiral then, because then the right. dude, if the dude feels uncomfortable, 
then he's going to be more uncomfortable right. and be less likely to feel desire. Right. Or the woman. I mean, either way, it's going to be exactly the same thing. It's going to it's going to be very very difficult no matter what. And as and as a woman, you internalize it. You're like, oh, I'm not hot enough. He doesn't. He's not thinking the you know whatever. And, and I think we feel rejection around sex so easily anyway. Yeah. It's so easily to feel rejected whether you're a man or a woman and if you make a you know a move towards your partner and they're like uh, then you're like oh i suck i'm fucking ugly but see I, my argument though would be that men are a little more adju- emotionally adjusted to the idea of rejection i, I i'm not well, well i a, hate you're it. a good man that's James. good i think it's terrible no, I, think I think it's, it's been wonderful. a big uh, uh, i think it's a uh, you know i've, how, how, I've never liked being how like, do you handle well, who, it? how do you handle rejection I don't, I don't like it. I mean, how does anybody handle rejection? It's like I, I feel very uncomfortable with being rejected. I, I, uh, I have a, a thing with my entire life where, uh, you know, like, you know, and this is like taking out of sex into writing, which is probably just a much easier thing for me to discuss. But like when I was younger, you know, I would write a screenplay. I would show it to somebody and they'd say to me, it's really good. And I'd go into a depression because I'm like, they didn't say it was great. Right. If they don't tell me it's great and they don't tell me it's the, the greatest thing ever, I feel like a failure. And I think that's the same is true about sex, unfortunately. If I don't feel like yeah. I've just given that woman the best orgasm of her life and she's like, her eyes are bleeding, then I feel like <laughs> I've totally not, I'm, I'm, I suck. You know, it's all competitive but to me. But that's so yeah. interesting because it co- kind of goes back a little bit to what you were saying about how you kind of were proactive in your defeat. You were rejecting the industry before you got Guardians, before it could reject you. I think that's that's true. I also think I just really, I, I just thought that the amount of uh, big director jobs were so few and far between that I was doing that. It was also pretty logical because, you know, now there's only, you know, the studios put out a few movies a year where they used to put out 25. I I went through the same thing, James. I, I, uh, I wanted to, after I had Jack, I felt like, I wasn't getting auditions. I wasn't getting the roles. You know, I went from being able to produce and star in the house bunny, um, which was a big coup for me. And then, uh, and then sort of the jobs were kind of just drying up. And I thought, well, maybe the town views me as a mom and maybe a has-been and, and maybe, and I want to make sure that I read the cues. I don't want to be like lingering in the industry (laughs) before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I, I, and Chris's career was going well. So I, after, you know, four, Four months in of Jack's life, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to step back. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I, you know, maybe I'll do some small town theater here and there so I can satisfy my artistic needs or whatever. But I really wanted to make sure that I was one step ahead of yes, <laughs> getting yeah, rejected. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, I, I got mom and sort of anyway. But anyway, I think I'm but, like that in relationships. Yeah. I think that I would be like that in relationships. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to get rejected. Yeah. I'm not going to, it's not going to happen. So let's get signs. out of here. I see the signs. And then your partner's like, what signs? No, yeah. There's no signs. There's no signs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But anyway, yeah, sex. Okay, Sam, are you ready? No, whenever I want to. Oh, okay. I'm enjoying this conversation so much. So, <laughs> but I love it that I don't know. I, I think, but I, I, I just think that I want it talked about more. Sort of the idea that the different kinds of societal pressure that we've been sort of ingrained, especially people our age. I don't know what yeah. people in their twenties. I don't know my. I don't know. A friend of mine told me that who's in her twenties told me that like all her girlfriends are totally comfortable with having 
sex with like many, many, many people. They don't really, mm-hmm. which I love. I love that idea. If I could have that kind of, I just wasn't raised to have that kind of um, openness towards, yeah, 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 towards yeah. sexuality and and not take it to an emotional place. Right. I do. I just can't. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I, I was never. I was always comfortable with whatever. Uh, I don't think I'm comfortable with. I don't know if having many partners is the same as being comfortable with sex. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think I've always you. been comfortable with having many partners. Uh, you know, when I'm single. Um, uh, but I, I uh, that doesn't mean I still have issues. I was raised Catholic. I was taught sex was bad, basically. So I don't know how much of the many partners actually was a reaction to those feelings in the first place, just taking it in a different direction, if that right. makes sense. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, no, I was, um, I was not raised very religious at all, but I was definitely like, my mom was raised in an environment where virginity was prized. Yeah. And so she raised me like that. Like, interesting. your virginity is of, of the utmost importance. It's always interesting, though, because lots of people are raised like that, and they just don't listen. I didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I did, though. I didn't... You listened to parts of I listened, it. Yeah. I, but yeah. it ingrained something in me that I, I, if I had a daughter, and I love my mom, and I'm, she did an unbelievable job, especially considering her circumstances... Um, with what she was raised with, but if I had a daughter, I would not. Um, I would not instill. I would not. I wouldn't raise her in exactly that same way. No, I wouldn't yeah. say. I would. I would want a little bit more of like a health because for so long I wasn't happy in sex. Yeah, because I felt I was so blanketed with guilt. I was talking about this in, with my my driver and my uh, associate producer, Simon, we were driving the yeah. other day. And I think that there was a time, and this isn't totally true, but there was a time when I was very late in life and I had sex with this woman and I went to the shower and started crying because I was like, I think I enjoyed sex for the first time. I think, uh. I think that until that point, it had been 100% about pleasing whoever was yeah. there because I am like so show business to my core yeah. that I think it was very difficult for me in sex to be like, hey, I, I, <laughs> this is such a weird thing for a man to say, but yeah, it's, it's so, I think I can enjoy this too. You know, yeah. I think it was, I was always just completely focused on being the best that enjoying it as a process wasn't something on my mind. And it was, it was pretty late in life. Well, you kind of have to, with sex, you have to um, shut off the active parts of your brain, which is really hard for me. And you have to sort of tap into that thing that happens when you're uh, almost like an athlete or something. Like you have to release everything else and be right. Like become sort of, I don't know. Get to I, that base. I think I was able to do that, but I think it was too much like being an athlete. I think it was like 
playing football. So it was like, just, I'm just doing the best job. I'm keeping my eye on the prize <laughs> and just doing the best job possible. There was no thought of my own pleasure in the process I wanted, at all. I wanted, so how did, how did it feel? a crazy thing to talk about. But, no, but how did, how did it feel the first time, first time you figured it out? Like, oh my God, I can really enjoy this. It was it was amazing. I did, mean, did it, it was, change sex for you after that? It changed Complete? sex for me. Yeah, do you it think it was about her, or was it just some, just the time in your life? I think it was, was a time in my life. Yeah, I think it was a time in my life. I think it was part of it was her, uh, uh, but it, part of, a lot of it was just I was ready for that. Yeah, and uh, I think that because I've worked so hard my entire life, like I started working, I'm like I, you know I I want to. I didn't have a regular, I went to college, I went to grad school, I didn't have a regular experience with any of those things because the whole time I was just completely focused on being successful. And that's what I did with my entire life. Um, And then there came a point in my life when I was like, that's all I've done. I never did those things that other kids did when they're 19 and 20 years old and go to school and just have a lot of fun because even back then I was so focused on being successful, that that's what I did. And I think there was a time when I sort of experienced my college years, you know, in my late 30s, you know. But that's the kind of the amazing thing about L.A. is that it draws it draws people like that, like you and like Chris and I and Sim. And like, because it does take, it takes so much hustle and so much uh, sort of self, it takes so much ingenuity to figure out. There's no, you know, it's always... When people ask me, oh, how, how do I, how, you know, my daughter wants to become an actress or yeah. whatever, or like, what, what would you recommend? It's like, well, audition for community theater. Yeah. You know, like this, there's no, there's no ladder. There's no this, this, this. There's no special number that I can give you that's like ding. And it's truly, it takes so much because there's so much rejection, so much drive. Um, I was always an outsider too. And I do, and I feel like that that is, it's like you owning your own business, you know, it's, it's, but it is something that you have to have. It, it is owning your own business. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Cause that's what each one of us has our own little business. None of us are, I mean, we've loaned our companies out to productions or TV shows or whatever, but it is, it is us. And I was always very much, uh, I've talked about this on the show that I, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I was, I started acting when I was nine that was sort of my world. I kind of got made fun of it. Fun, you know, kids would make fun of me mm-hmm. because I wasn't a part of their world. And I didn't know how to be either when I tried. It was a miserable attempt. And then I just ended up, I've talked about this before, like hovering around D plus C minus social status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, was exa- I mean, I was exactly the same. Exactly the same, especially in my younger years, you know, before, ad- before adolescence. Once dating and women came into the picture, I was better at it. Like I was better at that aspect of it, but I was not good at the social game and I wasn't good at sports. So that was a huge thing for a young boy who was living in semi-rural Missouri at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, fascinating stuff. Um, James, you're amazing. Okay. So we're going to do a call this caller. And I don't know anything about the caller. Oh, so we're Could learning. We're learning about this together. Okay, good. We're good. just going to give uh, said caller your address. Ah, wow, number. come on over. Um, James, you're just fantastic, though. I just uh, truly, I can't thank you enough for doing I think this. You're on fantastic. <laughs> Hello, Katie. 
Hi, Sims. Hey, Katie. Hi, so, Katie. Katie, Anna's here. Hi, and, Anna. And James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, currently in production, is here with us right now as well. Hi. Oh, cool. Hi. Hi, Katie. Hi, everybody. Thanks for submitting a question. So, Katie. Oh, no problem. Katie, you recently reconnected with your birth mom, and now you need some advice. Tell us what's going on. So, about two years ago, my mom, so I don't want to sound really like stuck up or anything, but just to clarify, whenever I say mom, I'm going to mean my adoptive mom, mm-hmm. and then I'll just refer to Kim as Kim, but um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, and it was really scary, and I didn't have any family history, and for a while, my husband had been bugging me, saying I should, not well, I should, but he's like, aren't you interested in knowing who she is, what she's like? So after that health scare, I decided to contact her. And she actually reached out to me the day after my wedding. So we've we've been communicating for about a year now, and she's just been so eager and so she's very nice. She she wants to get to know me. She says like she loves me and and stuff, but I'm not there. I don't really I, I don't feel like I know her that well. I've only known her for a year, and she's kind of just a stranger to me. So I'm just, wow. I'm not sure what to do. She's, she's tried inviting herself to some of our like family functions and my parents don't really want that. And I don't really want that either. Like most, I haven't told anyone other than my immediate family and friends. Katie, I think her. it's, you might, you might, can I give advice? Yeah. Yeah. Please. So, That's why I called. Okay. I have a lot of, I have a lot of adopted people in my family and, um, oh, okay. and I, I think that the, the main rule of thumb is there is no rule with this type of stuff in, but except for this one yeah. rule, which is, this is, it's about you. Um, even though you're a full adult, you're still a child in this situation. You're still talking about someone who's yeah. your birth mother and someone else who's your mother. And you need to do what you feel best doing. And if that means you feel guilty by not being in as con- much contact with your birth mother as she wants, that's completely okay. And if you're looking for somebody to tell you that that's okay, that's completely okay. That is not guess, your yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Your responsibility is not her. Well, your responsibility is you. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you like Kim as a person? Would you say choose her as a friend or? I don't know. I, the more I, and I feel like I don't, I don't know. I don't think I look like her at all. I don't really act like her. Do you, um, do you, does, does your mom, uh, does your mom feel, and your mom sounds like an amazing person. Do you ever pick up on any undercurrent of your mom feeling a little bit, um, threatened yeah. at all? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, at first it was more my mom. Like I actually did meet them. I went out West and met them. And we spent the week. I brought my husband with me, so I wasn't by myself. And um, it was nice. And I, I see how some of my personality, I get that from her a little bit. I kind of look like her other daughters somewhat. But other than that, I don't feel like any kind of connection. But I, I didn't tell my a, mom originally. That's not a very deep connection to feel like you kind of look like her daughters. <laughs> but you know what's tough? Well, yeah, but I felt like maybe if I did look like her, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that is my birth mom. You know, but I, I don't. So, Katie, I feel like what you are in a a really tough position because you have two really strong parties wanting a lot from you. You have your birth mom wanting a relationship suddenly that's fulfilling something. You know, she wants the daughter that she that, you know, she she probably for, you know, what you know, but she wants the daughter that she hasn't 
spent a lot of time with in her life. She wants suddenly, she wants yeah. that. And then you've got your mom who, um, who is feeling vulnerable and scared partly because of the health scare and also just because yeah. she just doesn't want to lose you. You're married. I don't know if you have kids, but you probably have a lot of no, time. No, and that's another thing. I don't I don't have children, so I feel like I can't empathize with her. I, I couldn't fathom what what Kim has gone through. But actually, my mom and her are becoming friends. Oh, this like is key. On, yeah, they this talk is on good Facebook. News. And <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. <laughs> this, is, this is great, Katie. The, this is the key, I think. I think this is the key. Okay. This is the key. Like getting, if gently encouraging a friendship between these two women who love you very, very much, um, I think will be, uh, hugely healthy for you. But, but, does, but Katie doesn't sound yeah, like she I wants anything know. to do I, with exactly. her. Exactly. I, I don't know if that's the way to go well, here. Well, uh, but, but, well because they, they don't, there is no magic, I mean, there is no magic connection yeah. between birth mother and child. I mean, yeah, she, I she sounds I like, there, yeah, you there thought, would be you thought there would be, you thought, you thought you'd feel like what mothers say they feel like when they see their child come out and they feel this instant connection, that you'd feel this connection. And instead to you, she's just a person this woman yeah. that wants to be a part of your life and you're like, I got a mom. Well, let right. me first just say that I think James is completely right in that Katie, this is, you have to be really selfish in this, in this journey that it really is about you. But as a mom, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. It w- I, I can't imagine the heartbreak yeah. of going yeah. through. I know. I don't want to, I don't want to Katie. I don't want to, put any pressure on you because you do not need any more pressure in your life (laughs) but but I do um I can empathize a little bit with Kim a little bit because I would just um I just can imagine how heartbreaking it would be I kind of want to I feel like I'm welling up a little bit right now thinking about it but um (laughs) yeah well that's the thing I I felt like okay this woman like she opted to Give me up for adoption and go through with the pregnancy, and I owe her. And I feel like I, I need no, contact. You don't owe her. So you know, I'm the one that initiated this. She didn't go out and search but, for me. But I think that's what I think that's I think that's the thing that's in your way is you feeling like you owe her. Yeah. Because I think yeah. you could make a more yeah. rational, compassionate decision in this situation if you realized you don't owe her any more than you owe to any other human being as a compassionate human being. Right. So that's, 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 I think that that's, that's, you know, this is, this is not so different from any situation where you're putting pressure about on yourself and then you're not able to, you know, either enjoy it or not enjoy it as, as you would really be because you're making yourself feel you're supposed to, you're supposed to be a certain way, but you're not supposed to be a certain way. And you keep saying it's weird and it's not weird. It sounds very normal considering what the situation (laughs) is. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good. But, but here's, here's, a, here's what I would like to think of, Katie. I feel like here's what I like to think. Um, if okay. your mom, If your mom can get comfortable with the idea of Kim seeing you guys two or three times a year if you guys want that it seems to me that would that would be an an amazing gift if you felt like it that you could give to Kim well, yeah but the well, important- actually my my mom met her a few months ago but um the real conundrum now is my dad and brother do not want to meet her they don't even want to talk to her oh. my dad barely accepted her Facebook friendship request. So I feel like I'm being torn between the two. I don't know how to gently tell her, listen, you need to back off. Because I I do, I feel like I owe her. I know I don't, but... No, you don't. You don't owe her anything. But I think, can't you just, you know, are you in email contact with her? I'm sorry? Are you in email contact with her or text or... Oh, yeah, we... We actually, um, you might just have to buy cell phone numbers. So like, and we'll Skype occasionally, maybe like once or twice a month. You might just have to, um, well, telling them people, (laughs) this is, this is, this is why I'm happy that there's text and email, but actually composing a (laughs) message that's, that's kind, that is compassionate, that tells her the truth of the the situation, which Mm -hmm. is the truth that her, your father and brother are uncomfortable with it, which she Mm -hmm. very possibly could understand. And being able to tell her that in a kind way through text or email yeah, so that she's able know. to process that on her own without yes. yeah, feeling pressured by you sitting there staring at her while you say it and could may- be a good thing. And maybe you could also add something like, um, Kim, you know, I, um, if, because this, there's, well, because of all these circumstances and because of all the things I, I, I don't necessarily want to cut off a relationship with you at all, but I need to ask for you to um, let me be the proactive member of this and wait mm-hmm. till I reach out to you or at least let me be the leader of this of this relationship. And and then and hopefully she'll sort of back off and if you later on feel like coming to her again, um, it's all on your terms though, Katie. And and I just it kind of breaks my heart that you feel s- guilt and torn because I don't know. That's what women, we kind of do that too. We, we are really good at, <laughs> yeah, at, at yeah. doing that kind of thing. But, um, it's also, I think good to separate cause you sound like you have a lot of drama of other people's feelings. You have your birth mother, you have your mother, you have your father, you have your brother. Mm-hmm. They all have separate emotions that are, that are separate from yours and her husband and, mm-hmm. and your husband. And I think a good place to start would be saying outside of all these people, because you're worrying a lot about what they all feel and what they all think for all of them outside of mm-hmm. all of them with just yourself. How do you feel about this situation? That doesn't mean you need to act in any specific way, but at least you'll have a core of knowing where you come from, what you feel and what you think about the situation before you start worrying about everybody else. But you're kind of making both those well, decisions simultaneously. That's why I asked her if she liked Kim, but I also, I think, um, I feel like there's something deeper in you saying that you don't look like her. Like there's something. Yeah. That I don't know why that's something... such a big deal to me, but it is. I'm like, I don't, 
don't know. I think it means something deeper. I think but it what means. It, but it, but it could be. Do you like, feel? Yeah. I thought it too when she said it. But I was like, is it? Is it? But I, I didn't say anything about it because I thought, on the one hand, that could mean she's kind of has some tenderness here of something she should acknowledge that maybe she's subconsciously pushing away by going off this very sort of physical thing. The other thing could be that's her way of saying, I don't really want a part of this right now. Or like look yeah. like or, or like the disappointment <laughs> yeah. too of like of, you know, she Katie reached out to Kim. So the disappointment maybe a little bit of like, I wish we had yeah. more in common. I wish I saw yeah. I've been fantasizing about yeah. what this person yeah. would look Waiting like. For that magic I moment. wish that I had more in common yeah. with her than I do. Or and I feel like it's almost my way of like justifying that I'm not hers. Right. You know, because yeah. I don't I don't physically resemble her. So it's like, oh, okay, well, she's not. It's hard to come to grasp the idea that someone else could be my mother, I guess. I, I, I Maybe I just wasn't really mentally prepared for it. Yeah. Well, who could be? It's like an impossible thing to, <laughs> to prepare for. It's it's totally impossible. Um, does your, not to be, not to sound too um, like 1950s, but what is your husband? <laughs> does your husband weigh in on this? Yeah, he... Um, he was really encouraging. He wanted me to do it if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I think for people who aren't adopted, it's, it's weird for them. Cause they're like, what do you mean? You don't know who your, your birth parents are. Or you don't know who you look like, or he, I, I don't know. But, um, he, he, I think he's trying to be on, on Kim's team a little bit. And he's a little more empathetic to her. Sometimes he says I'm a little mean the way I, I talk about mm-hmm. her. Cause I mm-hmm. think I try and like emotionally separate myself from it, but he's very encouraging. He does, you know, did you all, did you always know that you were adopted? I, like, oh my God, I've known since I was like two days old. Oh, okay. Like every time I meet someone, like my fun fact about myself is I'm adopted. Okay. <laughs> you so know? your parents were pretty they want to know what healthy you about, about it or situation. whatever. I don't, Sounds I would, like I it. don't know what the, I don't, I'm not, I can't weigh in on what's healthy. What's healthy. And not I think healthy. she's I'm talking to her husband right now. I love that. Yeah. What if, what if fascinating It sounds like her husband, it sounds like her husband's I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't hear anything. It sounds like your husband's a good guy. I mean, it's it's he's the one that in the situation is he's got the least to win or lose, other than your own well being. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if there's counsel there in your life, it's 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 probably him. I mean, that's saying that without knowing anything about your relationship, which you never know what those things are. But it sounds. Do you positive. know? Have you ever heard us, Katie, talk about? I haven't talked about it for a while, but the how I don't really believe in um in uh what do I not believe in? Um, Ghost? No, it's, it's not healing. Uh, oh my God, what's the term? Closure. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Closure. Did we uh, talk about closure. this? Closure. Yeah, you've talked about that before. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm not paying you attention are a to this lovely, podcast. Loyal enough. listener. Um, <laughs> but I think I pay attention. <laughs> but you know, we we think about like we all want that idea of closure. It's a but it's a to me for me personally, and I kind of I do believe that it's for most people too, that it's sort of an impossible thing to achieve. And yeah. so in in your case too, um this will never be a neat, tidy package. But I think James is right is that it should be whatever you want it to be and not what anyone else wants it to be. And, and maybe so how so, oh, well, so yeah, anyway, so maybe your father and your brother feel like, oh, they're being replaced. They somehow feel threatened. Um, yeah. Because, and, and your mom, I, I know, just wants the best for you. So she wants you to be happy. So I really think that James is right. I think a, a long, honest email about how 
uh, all these things have happened. You're still processing everything. Can you give me some time and, and I'll reach out to you. And what do you guys think? I think, I think also it's, it's really important to take yourself outside of the situation for the moment and remember how fortunate and lucky you are that you have so many people in your life that so love and care about and you. And they are possessive of you. I'm possessive, possessive of you. And there, are, <laughs> there are so many people out there that don't have that. And yeah. No, I outs- feel very, very blessed, very lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will, I, and I, yeah, I think, uh, I, I, don't, I think that just processing everything and I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to give anyone in your life right now any answers because you don't have them yet. And, no. and so you don't, ha- so you don't have to tell your brother or your dad that you're never going to speak to this woman again. You don't have to reassure your mom that she's your own, you know, your only mom. You, you don't have to do any of that right now at all. Um, yeah. I think that you just need to, uh, regain control of the situation so you can, so you can move forward on your own terms. And I think part of that may be establishing with Kim, like, listen, because of all this, and, all the emotions. And you don't think it's like too cold to. No. If, no? It's, okay. if it's done in a loving, you don't have to do it with love, but if it's Kindly. done in a kind, kind truthful, kind, yeah. compassionate. And you, who wouldn't under, be able to understand that? Of course, this is going to. And if she doesn't understand it, then that says a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's um, very true. Well, Katie. Katie, oh, please, uh, please. Thank you so much for. Uh, for asking us our totally... This has been one of my favorite calls. Me too. I appreciate the advice. It's nice to have like a third party who doesn't know me who aren't trying to tell me what I think I want to hear. Well, good luck. It's nice to get that. Katie, send me an email. Let me know when when you're ready to. Let me know and let me know how it goes because I, you know, we'd love to. Yeah, I know we're going to have a lot of listeners wanting to to hear what happens. What what happens with you. (laughs) So when you're ready to follow up, let us know. Thank you your husband, my love. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. That was awesome. That yeah, was great. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Man, I think, James, you gave great advice. Mm-hmm. You really did. You really did. Well, that's, uh, that's all. See, you're Flushed a natural at this. Now with guardians. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I no longer give it. My hat, cat is beating the crap out of my dog. James, now. I have uh, one last question before we wrap everything but, up. Oh, I got a question oh, yeah. about how many programs you have on your. That's it, you're, you gotta, I know. I, have it, I, need, up, I need to clean that up. It's, I've been really busy. His desktop has <laughs> got a thousand things on it. It really does. It's, <laughs> it's really good. embarrassing. I know. I, I have to minimize. This is the smallest that the icon it goes. It's, it's, my it's cat's on your back, Anna. I love your cat. Hi, Emily. Oh, okay. Then two questions. Why, Emily? Uh, it just seemed like her name. She was uh, she was uh, stray. She was outside my house crying in the bushes, and uh, and she came in and she was my cat and she just seemed like her name. So, um, okay. The, my, my my last question is this: uh, So you, I've witnessed you as a director uh, from afar, and you're a great director who commands respect because I, you know, whatever. There's there's certain directors that don't necessarily for whatever reason, command as much respect and you respect certain aspects of their creative brain or, but maybe, but what I wanted to ask you was what do you think, what does it take to be a good leader? And, and what do you, what are your thoughts about leadership? I'm sort of always fascinated by leadership. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's very different. I was talking about, uh, with this, 
our script supervisor Marty yesterday, I was talking about the different ways directors go about directing. And this is directing. This isn't leadership, I guess. No, but uh, it's the same. It's the same. But, you know, some directors uh, are very, they direct people. Um, they have different people in different departments. And it's not, they're better, at, they have their storyboard artists who set up the shots. And they have their actors who do the acting. And they just, they're very good at choosing. And very good at pushing in slightly different directions. But they aren't as much uh, about the I guess you're always about a vision, but they aren't about the creative, imaginative aspect of directing. They're really about almost a producerial version of directing. There's some great directors like that, especially on big, big movies. Uh, For me, it really is about having that central concept and sticking to it. It's about that and then pushing people past the point of where they think they're able to go. And so it's it's very much like being a physical... uh, trainer and you're pushing people to do those extra reps and with every single department whether it's a production designer that's bringing me new designs and i keep pushing them harder and harder and harder either to get to something that i can't imagine that's greater than what they have or to exactly what i imagine that they're just not there yet or whether it's an actor who i just keep pushing harder and harder until they get to that emotional moment or that true moment or that you know funny moment and so I think that it's really about just pushing yourself past for directing, past the point. Then I have to push myself past the point where I think I'm able to go. Time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, I think it's it definitely says a lot in your work because you do create... you you. Um, you you have characters in the in your big Marvel movies that like we talked about earlier that are really nuanced that are really um, and you you Chris was um, during the making of the first movie he we talked a little bit about how how much he respects you in general but how much he also respected your idea of of the in the world that you've created. How, respecting the rules and how you've thought about the minutia yeah. and how you've thought about like, okay, we can't break these rules. We can't like, and I, I find that fascinating that you have like, um, uh, just, just filled your brain with the rules of the world. Yeah, People always and, ask me on Twitter, these weird things about, Oh, where, you know, where do you get Quill's batteries? And I'm like, 
Well, I, you know, I, 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 it's all thought out. There's nothing that very rarely has there ever been a moment where somebody's asked me a question and I said, oh, I have to make it up now or, you know, I don't know. Um, usually I always know what those things are because it's all very logical. It's not a real world. I mean, it's not, it's Guardians of the Galaxy is not true science fiction. It really is space opera. It's space fantasy, but it still has to be completely consistent and of itself within that world. Well, that's what makes you emotionally invested in it. I have, uh, there's an example of a, of a movie for me. I don't know if I should say it that breaks the rules that made me crazy. And I really wanted to like it. But I could not stop thinking about the yeah. rule breaking. Um, should I say what it was? Tell us what it is. Okay, it was World War Z. Oh yeah. Which is a movie I really wanted to like. I like all the actors. I like. I loved like the big, but I couldn't quite understand the rules of the zombies. It felt like, why can their legs? Why can? Why do their legs move really fast, but their arms are just flopping yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. And yeah, yeah. like I, I don't know, and like the language or yeah. like the I don't, I, I don't know. It, for, for me, well, I, I shouldn't. I, do you want to tell me later? I, I can't. I'll tell okay, you later. Tell yeah, later. yeah, because I like the director a lot, and I actually think it's a good movie. But it, that when they step outside of the rules, it really bothers me well, so maybe much I that just, I can't watch the movie. Maybe with World War Z, I didn't understand the rules. There's yeah. prob- I might have some. There Twitter might be a floppy arm people. rule somewhere that we don't understand. <laughs> but, you know, that's the main thing about zombies: is they got fast legs and floppy arms. But, but a compliment to you is that I love it that you respect the rules. You know, that's. I think that yeah. as an audience member, it means you can really invest. Yeah. And um, and that's. Oh, I believe in those characters. And I mean, you asked me about being a, a, a good leader or a good director. I mean, I think one of the first things is you have to truly believe in it. You have to believe in the characters. You have to believe in the project you're doing. And I've never been able to do something that I don't believe in. I've never, you know, I can't do, you know, I get offered commercials and they pay you exorbitant amount of money for two days of shooting. I, I just truly cannot bring myself to do it because it's just not me. And it's like, I make enough money. It's, I'm not going to, I'm going to be able to pay the rent. It's just, there's things that I just bother me. I can't do it. I can't go in and direct a script for a lot of money that I don't believe in. It's got to be something that I completely care about and believe in. Well, thanks to you, James, because my husband now has a healthy, healthy income. I hopefully can adopt some more of that mentality. <laughs> I won't whore myself out to the industry anymore. Yes, yes I know. Yes, and you don't make any yes. money on your own. The, no, the whore. Like, without Chris, you'd be impoverished and living on the streets. <laughs> no, <laughs> your mom but... money. <laughs> Just <laughs> need to supplement the income with this tin cup. <laughs> no, but I definitely take can't it. pay the rent on my apartment in Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've totally been like the whore of Hollywood. Like, I feel like I've totally taken jobs for money. And, it's not about taking the, jobs for money, but did you hate it? Well, there, <laughs> there, there's definitely jobs I've taken, like, because, oh, I want to continue to live. In my, oh, I want to be able to pay my mortgage. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, it's. I love making money. I just don't like doing things for money that I don't want to do. And, I've, I, you know, when I was a screenwriter. I started doing this thing where you get paid, you know, a hundred grand a week or whatever. And this is when I didn't have that much money to like rewrite a script. And at that time that was a lot of money and I did it and I'm like, I can't stand it. And I won't say it's a hundred percent because of my integrity. A part of it is simply my ego. A part of it was simply writing jokes or whatever for another script and then seeing some other screenwriter get the credit for that. Really, I mean, I didn't like it. So part of it has nothing to do with my integrity. But I don't want to, I really, I don't, there's things I don't want to do and it's just, 
I get paid well enough. I don't need to go do Mercedes commercial. Uh, well, but not, not knocking anybody that does because I know a lot of directors that love doing commercials because, you know, they love trying out new stuff and sure. learning that stuff. And, you know, Darren Aronofsky, who I, re- you know, respect a great deal, and uh, the Russo brothers, and these guys, they really are good directors who love doing that stuff for different reasons and because they have fun making the money. Yeah. But I just don't, I just, I am terrible at doing things I don't want to do. I, I barely graduated from grade school because of the same thing. Did so. you, where'd you go to? Um, college. I should know this. Uh, no, that's all right. I went to St. Louis University and then I went to Columbia University for grad school. That old school, huh? <laughs> Columbia. Um, and what did you major in? Uh, psychology, uh, undergraduate and psychology and uh, English undergraduate degree and uh, uh, but basically psychology and then um, a writing degree from, from Columbia. If writing I, an MFA. If I... Um, if would you ever okay so I'm if you do are you a fan of theme parks? Yeah, I love them. Okay, if you could make a movie out of a ride of one of your favorite rides, what would the ride be? Well, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about pirates. I mean, if, yeah, pri- well, pirates was like my was like my favorite ride. So if it had to be something, it would probably be Pirates of the Caribbean. I love it because you know that but taps I, into like the actor character because they had there were characters on uh, that. Yes. Those skeletons were like well, and I love pirates. Like I love pirates. I love uh, black sails on the stars. If you've seen that show, no, I love it. Oh, it's pirates. Okay. I love them. I love pirates so much. So. Uh, I would I would do uh, I, I, right now I don't really want to do a Pirates of the Caribbean movie so I don't they, I, I, I answer these questions on Twitter Oops. about you know <laughs> hey what movie would you want to do and then I say oh I'd like to do this this superhero and then 15 minutes later my manager's calling and saying yeah hey, you just got offered this job and I'm like <laughs> eh, I didn't really want to do that I'm just trying to think of an answer on Twitter <laughs> so it's like in that moment I kind of wanted to direct that movie but I didn't really want to direct it I still think I think we could come up with so like 10 years ago, I pitched my agents because this is what I would do. I would call them up like in the morning and be like, I had a great idea last night. And they would like sweetly, yeah. indulgently listen yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah. But I was like, Vikings, we got to bring uh, back the Vikings. And now the Vikings are all over the place. Yeah. Vikings are. Yeah. yeah. They're all over I the like place I like Vikings now. too, but not as much as pirates. I like pirates more. I wonder if we. But there's a just... great. Uh, <laughs> we make Hagar the horrible jokes all the time on yeah. set about. Uh, I'm trying to remember. And this is, now I've gone totally off track. But you remember Hagar the Horrible? No. The comic strip is a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm always telling stories about you know this this great book I read. Totally great photographs from that part of the you know 1500s called Hagar the Horrible, and we're talking about the history of Hagar the Horrible and his wife and his mean wife and. This is uh, this is dying, but it's 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 funny on set. I bet. Well, listen. <laughs> let's not end that way. <laughs> okay, but James, I just let's talk about just, Bukaki. Yeah, let's go back I to just, Bukaki. I want stuff. you. I want you to think of a Viking ride, though, because Vikings now are they're all over the place. But at oh, some, a Viking ride. Yeah. So at some point, we can talk about it later. I just want to plant that seed because uh, I was thinking we could do some kind of a Viking ride. A Viking ride. Well, that's a great. That's a great idea for Disney. Thanks. And I know some of the Imagineers. They're the guys that do the rides for we could get Disney caught in World a storm. and Disneyland. And they're so cool. Like Ooh, we're on the boat. Idea. We get caught in a storm. You get twisted and, yeah. you know, 
Turned all about. I don't know. Okay, Viking ride. Viking ride um, it is. But one of the great things about Pirates of the Caribbean is it's not really. I mean, the ride part of it is not very much. It really is the story. Everything part around of it. That's it so absolutely. Cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a little going and up. The and little down. journey. Sure. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. There's that one part where you go down the the waterfall thing. And yes. That's it. Right. And I mean, listen. As a kid, I loved Haunted Mansion. Like it flipped me out. I went there when I was three, and I flipped out. I mean, it was scary. I cried, but I also loved it. Did you do? Um, um, Tom Sawyer, or what was um, a Robinson, like the Crusoe tree? Yeah. Do you remember the Crusoe tree? Yeah. They took it down. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh, it was awesome. Is that the one that became Peter Pan? Maybe. I haven't been there for a while. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Hey, James Gunn, thank you so much. Thank oh, you. one last favor. We haven't done it. Will you please, I don't know, how, if <laughs> do you say the word fuck ever? Uh-huh. Okay. Would you, um, <laughs> would you say fuck you, Sim? You can do it however you want. Fuck you, Sim. Nice. All right. <laughs> Traveling podcast. Thanks, James Gunn. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram. And James Gunn is at, at James Gunn on Twitter. And I'm sure you have an Instagram as well. I'm on at James Gunn on Instagram. And I'm actually most active on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash jgunn, which Perfect. is the one I like the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, James. Thank you.